Yes, sir. People's Champ Radio. Roy Mack and Cash, we back at you one more time, man. It's been a long it's time. It's big homie, Cash, baby. Cash, what's going on over there, man? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Watching a little fool's ball, man. <laughs> Chilling. You know how I do on Sundays. Recuperation Sundays, baby. That's going to be a new thing. That's, that's going to be a new hashtag. Hashtag Recuperation Sundays. You dig? A.K.A. Uh, Sunday Funday. Hey, tell nobody, don't hey, don't steal my shit, man. I'm putting that out, man. I might open up a spot called Recuperation Sundays, man. I'm, and I'm nah, this too. What'd you say? And you doing what? I, I'm going to put cases on whoever try to steal my ish. Hey, I got a prediction. By the time we finish this podcast, some old white guy's going to have a t-shirt <laughs> written with that on Oh, hey, hey, and if you don't believe me, go ask the big homie Anthony Davis. Cold world. Uh, yeah, with the brow. Yeah, man. Hey, listen, yeah. Man, it's People's Champ Radio, man. You know how we do it. We bring it to you every single Sunday. Matter of fact, we might, might have to rename this show Recuperation Sunday with People's Champ Radio. But listen, man, we're going to talk some sports today. You can hit us up on our YouTube channel, man, People's Champ Radio. Also, you got to touch us on that iTunes as well. Coming to iHeartRadio soon, so y'all stay tuned for that. Hey, Cash, what's going on right now, man? A lot going on in the NFL. We definitely going to touch on the first week of the NBA. We're going to talk about some little bit of World Series. Let's go, man. What's going on right now in the NFL? Um, you know, man, NFL wow right now. It's one of those years that, like, you know, you'll look up and, like, the Rams are winning the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Damn. It's just one of those weird, one of those odd years. Uh, and I'm talking about the Rams and all those like Kurt Warner days, right? Where you you look up and all of a sudden the Rams had the quote unquote uh, greatest show on turf, right? And you, you know, prior to that, they hadn't had like a lot of success. Things just came together. So I, now I'm talking about these modern day Rams. They got a way to ways to go, but um, they're, they're trending in the right direction. But I'm saying that to say this. They're currently 5-2 and two right now, the Rams, right? The the 49ers might go 0-16. They're getting thrashed as we speak by the Cowboys. The Cardinals are done just because Carson Palmer is still their quarterback. They'll be a 500 ball club until they get rid of him. Seattle's done because they decided that they don't need an offensive line. I don't know who in the front office thought that, like, you know, having Russell Wilson scrambling for his life every play is a good idea. But, hey, man, they know more than I do. And then you look at the NFC East and the Eagles, 5-1, and one, right? The Cowboys about to be 500 after this game today. The Giants are pathetic. The Redskins are the Redskins. Um, we'll go to the AFC South. You've got the Jaguars and the Titans. At four and three. That's all I'm going to say about the AFC South. I'm not going to go into here. Listen, if you know anything about football, if I say the Jaguars and the Titans are leading your division, you know all you need to know, right? And, you know, you got the Steelers. They're the Steelers. They're very talented, but you always wonder about them come playoff time in terms of injury. Um, you wonder if Ben Roethlisberger is going to be healthy enough towards the end of the season. Um, the Patriots are in the uh, then AFC East. And that's all I'm going to say about that. If you've been watching football for the last decade, exactly what I'm saying. But check this out. The AFC East has three teams tied at four and two. Unbelievable to me. The Bills, the Dolphins, and the Patriots are all four and two in the AFC East. So that might be the most intriguing story 
uh, going to the second half of football, real talk. Um, AFC, uh, excuse me, the NFC South, uh, the Falcons are 3-2 and two right now. Uh, they got a big game tonight versus the New England Patriots. The Falcons can't drop to 3-3. Three and three. The Saints are 4-2. and two. Let's see, North, so that's up for grabs. But the uh, the Vikings are currently 5-2. and two. They look like a, a strong team. But there's just no clear-cut team to me. When I'm looking at the NFL, who can you depend on? You immediately have to go to who has the best quarterback, right? And that brings me to the big homie, Tom Brady. As bad as their start happened with New England and everybody thought the sky was falling, they're still 4-2. They're in the AFC East. They got the best quarterback who's healthy right now in the NFL. So you'll probably see the Patriots in the Super Bowl again, man. If, if, if you know, And the NFL loves to help the Patriots out with rules. So, you know, they always get the call for whatever reason. So, yeah, man, you know, that's what the NFL looking like. It's looking like the Patriots in the AFC, but it's a very weird year. NFC is wide open. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, it's weird because you said the uh, uh, the Rams, what I was looking at when I see a year like this, this is over, you know, about the last decade or so. These are the type of years that if the Giants were decent, I would say, yo, the Giants are probably going to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, right. You know what I mean? Where they'll go like eight, Absolutely. Uh, they'll go like, uh, like eight and eight, nine and seven, something like that, sneak into the playoffs, and then they'll end up winning the whole thing. But Eli's looking like trash. Um they went out and oh, got a, they went out and got all these receivers who you know that hasn't helped. Now you got Beckham out, so that whole thing's over right now. You know what my what my pick was for the Super Bowl was Aaron Rodgers and the uh, the Green Bay Packers, and unfortunately the homie got hurt, and so right. you know there goes that. And and that's the thing about the NFL, right? You're one quarterback injury away essentially from you know. Doing some scouting of uh, Alabama and some some, some you know what I'm No real talk. <laughs> Trying to one. figure out who the next big thing is. Yeah, you're that one. You're literally one one um, play away from that. And so, what's going on right now, man? I got some I, I got some issues, some technical issues. All right, we good. We back. We back. We here. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's where you are. But so. It's crazy because I'm. Um, I thought Carolina was going to show me something, but they've dropped what two in a row now. Um, right. So you know, um, you know, what are they four and two? <laughs> I'm still side eyeing them though, because I don't, I don't know what kind of team they are. Um, I thought they were going to be a, you know, I, I mean, listen, four and two is probably, if I'm being honest, that's probably what I thought they would be. Um, six games in, the problem is I haven't liked how they're four and. Oh no, I take that back. They're four and three. Um, four and three right now. Four and yep. three. Um, so I probably would have honestly, I probably had them at five and two. But even had right. they won and been five and two, I wouldn't have liked the way their five and two has looked thus far. Um, right. It just hasn't looked good. You know what I mean? I think they're still trying to figure it out. Um, and listen, when you go to that NFC South, um, I know Tampa Bay is two and four, but. I think they're trending in the right direction. You know what I mean? In terms uh, of, yeah, like, they, you know, it's tough over there, man. For, for whatever reason, they never get a young quarterback pass, right? But they do have a young quarterback, um, man, who looks good. We'll see what's going on that NFC East because the Eagles. You know, my prediction is that they'll come back to the pack a little bit uh, in the second yeah. half of the season. Um, I don't know if Dallas is as bad as they've been in some of these games. Obviously, you got the Ezekiel Elliott thing. So, I don't know, man. Um, I'm with you, though. Right now, the only thing that you look around and you say, okay, well, 
the Patriots are just kind of that 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 train that just kind of keeps on rolling. So how can you bet against them right now with everybody else yeah. kind of has question marks? You know what I mean? And Aaron Rodgers injured and Matt Ryan, you know, this guy forgets how to play football. Him, him, between Matt Ryan and Cam Newton, these guys forget how to play football like every two weeks. You know what I mean? It's the most odd thing to watch is their level of inconsistencies as, you know, two former MVPs. We gotta start, we gotta start remembering this. These guys were MVPs and the level of inconsistency that they play with it's irritating. Today, Cam was absolutely under the gun by the Chicago Bears defense. But just overall, sometimes Cam is so sporadic, man, in terms of his decision-making and, you know, the way he goes about handling himself as a um, professional quarterback. It's, it's up and down. You know, I don't know which Cam I'm going to get week to week. Same thing with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan got that paid man and he – you know, Matt Ryan turns into playoff paid man in every now and then. You know what I mean? Where it's like he's making all the NFC South, you know, might be the New Orleans Saints to take because they got a really good defense now, apparently. I haven't really got to watch them. But apparently the defense is playing really well. And I like Drew Brees over both of those quarterbacks because I know what I'm going to get from Drew. Let me Drew Brees is – Let me know, ask you this. Yeah, go ahead percent chances you give the Texans of making the playoffs? Zero. Zero. Even in that division? Zero. Even in that division, you're still saying zero? Yeah, I'm saying zero because they're too far behind in the standings, right? In that division, it's not like they're head and shoulders above anybody in that division. Um, the Texans are missing something, man. When I'm watching them, first of all, their defense – it just does, you know, when you take JJ wide out, man, it is, it's weird, right? Like this year. Cause last year it did well without him. They were supposed to be better than ever this year. Um, I, I think it could be some growing pains with Deshaun, right? Um, honestly, man, I don't like the head coach. If I'm being honest, I don't believe that that head coach is the right coach for the Texans. That's just me though. So I give him a 0% chance. Damn. All right. So I, no I, chance. I, hey, no chance. Hey, so all right. What do you, what do you say to something no like that? No chance. What do you say? What do you say hey, to some shit like that? Right. I, I, because I, look, the Texans. They, so, but I mean, they, so so right now they're on a bye week, right? The Texans are. Right. They went yep. into the bye week. They're three and three, right? Yeah. In their bye week, yep. playing five hundred football. I yep. would think that in in that in that conference. I don't terrible. I can't terrible. see anybody wanting running away with the conference. You understand what I'm saying? So I don't think Tennessee's going to run away with it. Um, so I'm I'm looking around. I'm saying if they could win a couple get win a game here, win a game there. You know what I mean? Um, shit. You know who knows? I put it like this. I think that because he's a rookie, I think Deshaun is going to hit a bit of a wall probably the second half of the season. I think he'll probably have two or three. You know, a, a stretch of maybe two or three games where he doesn't look particularly good. Um, right. Which is okay. And they, and which they, is okay. I need for everybody in Houston. They can't afford it. <laughs> right. But I, what, what I'm going to need for the fan base in Houston is to not panic if that happens. You right. feel me? I need for everybody just to calm down and be like, all right, cool. So he struggled a little bit. He's a rookie quarterback. This 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 is kind of par for the course. So, right. but, you know, we'll, we'll see. I have a, you put it at zero. I would actually put it at about a 50% chance. 
And the only reason I say that, that, and the only reason I say that is because of the it has nothing to do with the Texans and everything to do with the rest of the conference or that division. I'm sorry, because that. And, and let me say this, right? I'm looking at the Texans um, schedule and I'm looking at the points they putting up, right? Right. The Texans have been putting a lot of points on the board, like a lot, like. Even when they lost against the Chiefs, they scored 34. They gave up 42. And the 42. Chiefs are a good team. That's a good football That's team. That's a really good team. That's a really good team. The problem with the Chiefs is Eric Berry. He's so important um, for their run defense, and he can lock tight ends down. And that's why I'm always iffy on the Chiefs, man, because you need – those star players are the reason you win Super Bowls. They're the ones that assist you to win in tough playoff matchups. And because they aren't going to have him back there, you know, I'm holding, I'm kind of holding off on the Chiefs right now because I, I'm usually like a, a closet Chiefs supporter because I can, I see the foundation that they have to, to really be effective and successful, right? But they always end up getting these like little weird injuries to their important players. And so, yeah, that's why I haven't really, you know, spoke a lot about the Chiefs because I'm really, I'm just watching that defense, man. They got to get, they got to get somebody in there that, or a scheme that can kind of cover for Eric Berry because they get exposed a lot defensively when, when when teams you know just go after the middle of the field on the Chiefs. But I digress. So let me say this, man. The Texans. I'm looking at the points they're scoring, which is a lot of points. Like I said, I mean, they scored 33 against the Patriots. They scored 57 against the Titans. They scored 34 against the Chiefs. They scored 33 against the Browns. They got the the Seahawks, that's winnable. They got the Colts, that's winnable. They'll probably lose against the Rams. They got the uh, Cardinals, winnable. Ravens, winnable. T- uh, Titans, 49ers, Jaguars. I tell you what, bro. I, I, listen, my opinion changes when the facts change. So now <laughs> they got like a – hey, so I went from zero, right? I'm on hey, – I jumped out the window, so I'm going to jump back to the opposite side and give him like an 80% chance to make the playoffs. <laughs> so you're going to go higher than me now. <laughs> well, listen, bro. I, I, look, I, I, looked at that, <laughs> I looked at that schedule. They, if they can win all but two games, right? If they, they can, like, those are winnable games. So I can no, they really are. I can yeah, still make really it a playoff. I can still yeah. make it a playoff. And that's the I thing, really right? Can. Because you got you got to think Tennessee's going to – I think the Jaguars, I think that, that defense is really good. So I think that that defense over there carried them, but I think Tennessee is going to lose some some of those games um, that they should win. The Colts are trash, um, absolutely. And so yeah, Jaguars we'll trash. I, listen, I don't believe in it. I don't believe in anybody in the uh, in AFC South. So we got exactly. the best quarterback. Exactly. We got the best. We got the best quarterback in AFC South. We got the best. First of all, we got the best quarterback duo. We got the best quarterback wide receiver duo in Texas. That's not even up for grabs anymore. All right, now so, we finna get know. now we finna get the Dallas cat the Dallas Cowboy boss talk from coming from somebody. Now. Nah, hey, I, I, I think they're gonna sit this one out. I don't think they're really high. They on don't want that smoke right now. They don't want that nah, smoke. Nah, uh, Hoskins versus Dez. Come on, man. Hey, listen, maybe Dez should stop doing so many commercials with um with your man's. Oh, uh, Josh Norman. Yeah, man. Ever since he started doing hey, Josh, I mean, no. I ain't get your money, but you know, I got to see some production right. out get there. Get your money. Days. Yeah, man. Listen, they, they, they get open. My goodness, son. Yeah, hey, you know what I'm saying? No, real talk. Hey, listen, man, y'all listen to People's Champ Radio, Roy Mack and Cash Sunday afternoons. Hit us up on the YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. That's what you got to do there. 
hit us up on uh, iTunes, People's Chant Radio. We are coming to iHeartRadio very, very, very soon. Trust me. You want to get, listen, here's what you want to do with People's Chant Radio. You want to jump on this train now. Listen, I'm talking to everybody. You want to jump on the People's Chant Radio train right now because I promise you, I promise you, we got some big things coming up. And once everything starts rolling, it's going to be too late, man. It's going to be yeah, too late. Yeah, man, we're going to start charging. Can't get no more free, Randy. We're going to start charging. You feel me? So, listen, you got to jump on this now, man. Listen, I know it's, it's, it's Recuperation Sunday, but what should the people be recuperating with, man? Is it just straight H2O? What should we be doing right now? Oh, man, listen. If you like me, what you want to do is, like, get out. Sunday, Monday, get you some mimosas. You know what I'm saying? Start off with um, start off with like some uh, Cerveza readers, some Corona readers. You know what I'm saying? And just see what happens. So what happened was you just named a bunch of shit that like people I mess with can't even pronounce. Yeah, man. Listen, <laughs> you know what I mean? Get, get out, get out in these streets, get you some mimosas. Start off, you know what I'm saying? Chop it up with some ladies. See what kind of cooperation you can get out in these streets. And uh, yeah, man. Well, let me do this. Sunday, Monday. I'm about to pop a top real quick on this uh, beverage that I'm drinking. My beverage of choice today, my beverage of choice today is just a little uh, Michelob Ultra. I'm doing it kind of light, man. Trying to watch my cars, man. I came from the, I went to the gym early this morning, so yeah, I'm watching a little bit. Man. Well, you know what I'm drinking right now? H two O, baby. H to the Izzo, huh? Yeah, man. Well, no, I feel you, man. But hey, listen, let's jump back into it, man. Let's go. Let's go to the NBA for a second. Um, week one of the NBA is wrapping up. Your yeah. thoughts so far in the NBA, man? Is it every? Put it like this. You know me, man. If you follow our YouTube, you know I said I thought this is the most anticipated NBA season in history. I don't think I'm wrong on that. You can just do just do the history of the NBA. It's been some anticipated years, um, but nothing like this. And it was all because of the movement in the off season. Um, the, yep. the worst thing that's happened this year is the Gordon Hayward injury, right? Both for yeah. the NBA product and for him uh, professionally. I know it's funny because the, the first thing I thought about was like, damn, because I, I really wanted to see how Gordon Hayward was going to play this year because I know that you had your Me thoughts too. on Gordon Hayward. You wanted to see him really yeah. step up and produce this year. Absolutely. So your thoughts so far, man, on the NBA? I know. Listen, we're 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 very 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 small sample size, but thus far. Yeah, but let me say this, man. I hadn't been hyped for the NBA in a long time. I'm talking about since, you know, Allen Iverson days. You know, the NBA just, it started lulling me to sleep a little bit, man, to be honest with you. Um, but this NBA season, like you said, I agree with you. Most anticipated NBA season I I can remember. Um, with the inception of the big homie Lonzo Ball, right? Keeping the the narratives going, the NBA 2K uh, generation of players probably have never watched more basketball than they're going to watch this year. Uh, I never cared about any first games of the NBA in my life or preseason NBA in my life until this year. Right. So, so I echo your sentiments, man. I've been very impressed. I think that there's a level of intensity, and also let me say this: I feel like the NBA has calmed down, and what I mean by that is that. There was a, a period when Kevin Durant went to the Warriors. It was a dark cloud over the NBA. Like, ain't nobody, no one has a shot. 
and I, and I could see that the body language of a lot of these teams. But just looking at preseason this year, I don't think people feel that way anymore. I think they've gotten used to the fact that it is what it is, right? And he's going to be on the Warriors. So I just feel like it's a different level of confidence. You obviously got, you know, the uh, the Paul Georges and the Camelo Anthony's out there in OKC. You got Chris Paul in Houston, right? Um, you got the new, you got the baby Timberwolves coming up. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's exciting, man. Um, it's a very exciting time in the NBA. I'm ready for it. And let me say this. Yeah, yeah. Kyrie Irving, I knew he was, I knew Kyrie Irving was a beast. But I, I think I underestimated him a little bit. This brother is ridiculous. I was watching him play the other day, and I was saying to myself, like, Kyrie does things as if they're no big deal, and they're, like, amazing top five type plays. You know what I mean? Right, This right, brother right. is a – I mean, to be six foot like that, to be a shorter guard, and to just be saucing people up to – to have extended his shot because his three point is starting to really come, you know, come to fruition. That three point is dropping a lot more consistent, consistently. He looks poised um, to really let people know that, like when you're talking about Steph Curry and Westbrook and all these other brothers, you better mention his name. Kyrie Irving looks like he's on a mission. If he can stay healthy, man. Yeah, what I'm seeing right now from Kyrie. Um, listen, it, his role obviously changed when 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 Gordon Hayward went down, right? Um, Absolutely. So everything changes at that point, and and we try to figure out. He has to try to figure out, you know, kind of what happens from there. I think, I think the best thing about this for him is that he gets to get this out of his system. What do I mean, right? I felt like Kobe when 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 Shaq left, he needed that he needed that time, those two years to kind of get that out of his system, to go out there, try Absolutely. to score as many points as I can, do all this. I think because Kobe, because Kyrie does have some of that Kobe in him, I think this is a good time right now because Jason Tatum, Brown, some of those other guys are young and they're still learning. So let Kyrie go out there and get this out of his system. Um, they'll get Hayward back next year. That team will be better. Those rookies that have some more, uh, uh, have more experience. There'll be a better ball club, and more importantly, Kyrie will finally have gotten whatever that is out of. I think all young players have to get that out of their system a little bit, where you just kind of go out there and just score points, just play. You know what I mean? And I think absolutely. I think he he had some of that when he first got there, got to Cleveland because he was by himself. But that team, he wasn't who he is yet. You know what I mean? He was trying to figure out this whole NBA thing. And Absolutely. now he's figured it out. And like you said, he what he does, the, the shit looks so effortless. You know what I mean? He it, it, it's, yes. it's it's spin move between the, between the legs, spin move, pull back, hezo, uh, switch hands in the air, left hand with English on it, and then he just runs back on defense. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? It's like, man. come so on, man. Effortlessly, man. This guy's ridiculous. But let me say this though, um, you touched on it, Lonzo Ball. Let's go Lonzo Ball for a little bit, right? So they had two games in, in opening week, the, the Lakers did. Hey, shout out to hey, shout out to LeBar Ball and the B triple B brand, dog. You know what I'm saying? It was funny. I went to the gym yesterday, stepped into the gym, stepped on the court. First thing I see is a dude with a with a with a big baller brand shirt on. And make no mistake. Hey, I need one. The, hey, I need a um I need to give me a hat and a shirt combination. You the, did? The funniest thing was this though. Look, I've seen this guy at the gym. A ton of times. That was my mm-hmm. first time seeing him with that shirt on, right? 
When I tell yeah. you, he, I guess he felt in his mind he had to get some shots up. He was letting that right. thing go. I was dying laughing because <laughs> I'm like, yo, this dude, this dude really feels like he got to represent this shirt right now. It was right. hilarious. But so let's talk Lonzo, right? They had two games. Hilarious. The first Hilarious. game, the first game, Lonzo didn't play so well, right? Three points, eight, nine rebounds, pretty pedestrian in terms of, you know, his, his production, one for six. And then the second, and, and let me back up. So after the first game, people are, hey, oh, you know, he was being guarded by one of the premier guards defensively in the NBA. But I thought who people, had an agenda, by the way. He did. He did. Like, well, who had an agenda, by the way? Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know, that's how he makes his name. That's how he makes his bones. You understand? And Roy, so, you you played against these guys before. Uh, and first of all, let me back all the way up, man. We tripping. We're right now. If you know, for all the brothers and sisters in the chat, what you're listening to right now is People's Champs Radio. But more importantly, you're listening to. Uh, a young man by the name of uh, Roy Mack, who was inducted into the McPherson College Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, what was that, Roy? A week, a week ago? Uh, yes, about sir. A, uh, Saturday the, the 14th, yeah. Yeah, October 14th, Roy Mack was inducted into the College Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, and one of his contemporaries in that hall is ESPN's and WWE's Jonathan Coachman. So shout out to the big homie Roy Mack, now a Hall of Famer. So when you address Roy Mack, don't forget the HOF at the end. So Roy Mack, as a Hall of Fame point guard, <laughs> as a Hall of Fame point guard, you played against guys who had an agenda. When they were playing you, they were going to try to do little slick stuff, either trip you or step on your foot try to aggravate you, right? Who had an agenda. And most people, they caught that work from you when they tried to do that stuff. But sometimes you may have had a bad game, right? At any point, did you get this sentiment that because you had that bad game, now people are thinking all those little antics and all that, that that's what caused that. It's funny, you know, because when I think about that, the first thing I think about is, you remember, the, and some of the young kids might not remember this. I'm going to say a name. I know you're going to remember it. Reuben Patterson. Absolutely. Right? Trailblazer. Exactly. Kobe Bryant's nemesis. Yeah. He was nicknamed, well, he gave himself the nickname. I don't know who the hell was calling him that. That's a sick nickname, by the way. He gave himself the nickname, the Kobe Stopper. And so what, what happens is, if you're a if if you're a guy and you get I don't want to say shut down but you have a bad game offensively and it just so happens to be against a guy who prides himself on defense then that's going to be the narrative if that guy shuts you down. Now, what's the reality, right? The reality is if you go and actually watch that game you know, did he play good defense? Yes, but you got to take everything into account. That's the first uh, game of, of his career for Lonzo Ball in the NBA. So it is some butterflies there, right? Of his career. Of his career. The first game of, his, of yes. the guy's career. So game one. Yeah, so it's, it's some natural butterflies there. So it's almost a throwaway game anyway. And those guys Absolutely. never, if you're a good enough player, those guys never, put it like this, once you get to the NBA level, nobody stops anybody one-on-one. You make it extremely right. difficult on guys. Now, Patrick Beverly is probably the best point guard in the NBA at making it difficult for guys. Yeah. Um, 
so you know it kind of is what it is but I, I i didn't make much out of it at the time man i really didn't i thought you know this kid's gonna be fine but then he came back the next game and scored 29 points i think he had nine uh assists and like 11 rebounds and all of a sudden he went yep. from he's terrible to now he's i heard people saying hey he's gonna be better than magic johnson yep well let's back up a little bit because after the first game let's talk about the first game critique you know, Stephen A. Smith was talking about. And let me say this: as quiet as it kept, it's kept. Stephen A. Smith doesn't like Levar Ball taking the shine from him because Stephen A. Smith is known as the big mouth black guy in sports in terms of being an analyst. And Levar Ball didn't go to journalism school. He didn't write columns, but he essentially took that Stephen A. Smith shine. And Stephen A. doesn't like it. So Stephen A. continuously reports on stories of how players say they're going to go at Lonzo because his dad won't shed his trap. And so Stephen A. was really excited about the fact that Patrick Beverly, uh, you know, basically made it look like, you know, Lonzo Ball wasn't ready for this level of play. And because Patrick Beverly told Stephen A. Smith before the game that he was going to quote-unquote get in LeVar's ass and, uh, excuse me, Lonzo's ass. And, you know, Stephen A. tweeted this, right? And so these are the type of stories that spearhead these conversations about how good or bad Lonzo's going to be. Is he going to be better than Magic? Is he not Jason Kidd? Chris Broussard came on the Undisputed talk show with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp and, um, and, and and was talking about how, hey, we can stop these Magic Johnson comparisons. And I'm thinking, Chris, you should have said that before the season started. <laughs> exactly. Don't tell me. Don't say stop the Magic Johnson comparison. Like, let me ask you this: Had he done what he did in Game One, right? Um, excuse me, Game Two. Had he done that in Game One, would Chris Broussard had to say, you know what, he is Magic Johnson? Wouldn't have made sense. So, listen. You and I are pretty much the same on Lonzo. We don't believe he's going to be Magic Johnson or Jason Kidd. And people, please stop saying he can't be Magic, but he can be Jason. Stop it. You got to stop saying that. That's like saying he he, he may not be Usain Bolt, but he may he's on, he could be Carl Lewis. Like no, he's not. Jason Kidd is a top five point guard of all time. And if you don't, if you don't agree with that, I want to see your list. But I digress. So, I believe that Lonzo Ball is going to be a fringe All Star. That's what I believe. I believe that he's going to be as good as a Mike Connolly Jr. If he gets up to that Mike Connolly Jr. level, to where Mike Connolly is playing right now at a very high level, that'll be great for me. I don't believe he'll ever be a John Wall. Um, a Kyrie Irving, those type. I, I shouldn't say Kyrie because he's really not a traditional point guard. But I just I look at him and I say I can see his ceiling. Um, I think he has a great a great deal of tangible skills um, and intangibles. He's long. He can finish with either hand, which is very impressive. Um, his shooting that remains to be seen. I just again when I look at that motion, I don't know if that's going to be a consistent jumper, but we'll see, right? It's been some other people that had a weird jump shot. Uh, wish your boy Michael Red had a weird jumper, and all of a sudden he started, they start falling for him, right? So I don't know what his jumper's going to look like, and I think that may ultimately determine how good he's going to be. 
Um, I don't believe he'll be as good as a Darren Williams was or Chris Paul when they were – well, I mean, I guess Chris Paul still had it. But when Darren Williams was at his height in the NBA, and yes, Darren Williams was a 20-10 and 10 point guard for you kids out there who don't watch basketball. Um, so I don't believe Lonzo's going to be a 20-10 and 10 kind of guy. Um, I believe that Lonzo should really focus on becoming a, a great defensive point guard because I believe that if he ups the ante on D and continues to do what he can do offensively, getting people involved, I think that's going to be his greatest asset is him as a defensive point guard who can also make plays. Kind of like what Jason Kidd did at the end of his career, right, by playing really good D and still being a playmaker. Um, a poor man's version of a Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd should be his goal. Um, but I, I don't see him as an all-star, not at all. Yeah, no, I agree with that, man. Let me say this. Um, when you start talking about his his skill set, you got to look at it. You got to like the skill set, right? But here's the yep. deal. And let me just pause before I do that. This is People's Champs Radio, Roy Mack and Cash. Hit us up on the YouTube channel. Definitely hit, a, hit the subscribe button and definitely comment. Also, you can check us out on iTunes where you can download the podcast. And iHeartRadio, we coming. But listen, man, back to Lonzo. Yeah. Back to Lonzo. Um, listen, it, 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 the thing about Lonzo, right, you got to like his skill set. And the funny part is it's nothing about Lonzo that you can dislike because he doesn't say anything. He's a, he, nope. he has zero personality, right, on and Boy. off the court. On and off the court, Not he has good. zero personality. So you can't really say you dislike him. Right. Right. And you can't say you really dislike his game. See, the thing is, I'm a Kobe Bryant yep. fan. I understood when people didn't like Kobe because of the way he played. You understand? <laughs> exactly. Kobe played a certain way. So I get it when people say they didn't like the way he played. You can't mm-hmm. say that about Lonzo's game, though. You dig? When you see Lonzo right. play, he's always looking to pitch the ball up ahead. He's always looking to make the extra pass, and he'll drop dimes, you know what I'm saying, when it's appropriate. He'll shoot the open three, you know what I mean? So you can't really yep. dislike his game. Um, but when you get – and listen, I, Chrissy, Chris Broussard, come on. Man. Listen, let me tell the quick story about when I stopped, when I stopped messing with Chris Broussard. <laughs> Here we go with this Chris right. Broussard story again. All right, boys oh, and girls. Will you, let, will you let this man off the hook? I'm not, man. This is for the boys and girls out there. Listen. Well, you leave Chris Broussard out of this, man. Let me let me take you guys back in time. <laughs> <laughs> um, who was it? Was it Ron? This is when Rondo wanted to be traded from the uh, Celtics. <laughs> and Chris Broussard, this is when he was still at ESPN, and he got on air. Now, he's supposed to be an insider. And this is what he said when he got on air. Hey, listen, from what I'm hearing, Rondo can go a bunch of places here. I mean, and he proceeded to name off six or seven teams that everybody knew were all was already interested in this guy. And gave and like finished the segment up like he had just dropped some gems. And I was like, my dude, what the hell are you everybody knows those are the teams looking at him. He didn't he talked for 15 minutes and didn't say shit. And I was like, Chris, come on, dude. So Man, listen. Listen, that's still not worse than that LeBron decision thing, though. That that was the worst. That was the all-time worst because he was just supposed to be an insider for the Cavs at the time. Well, that's the thing. Like, the guy just did uh, – again, he's an insider with no inside information. It's the it's the weirdest shit ever. But It is weird. It's but, weird because the brother told us stuff that we knew. We heard from other sources. Yeah, but, it, but anyway, so here's a guy, you know, when he when, when you say all of a sudden now you can stop the Magic Johnson comparisons, 
Okay, to your point, Cash. Right. To, to, your, to your point, Cash. There should have never been Magic Johnson comparisons. <laughs> they don't even play alike. Like it don't even make sense. Well, well. First of all, we gotta stop this whole thing of where we just. Uh, I can't wait till this. What's the kid's name that's in high school? Is it Zion? What's his name? The uh, the big kid that's oh, in high school. Oh, uh, Zion Williams. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for him because listen, what they're gonna tell you about this Boy. dude? Just wait. Just wait. What they tell you about him. The thing is, you you can't put that. I don't think people understand what they do when they put Magic Johnson on a point guard, or even Jason Kidd for that matter, on a point guard. Right. What you're basically because right. when when people say, "Oh, okay, well if he if he's not Magic, he's gonna be Jason Kidd." Understand, Jason Kidd's a first ballot Hall of Famer and a, and and one a top of the five greatest, point guard of all time. One of the greatest players in NBA history. Like what a uh, what a downside. It's like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. What a downside. Hey, so hey, essentially Luke. what they're saying is you're not going to be the best point guard ever. You're going to probably be like the, the second or third best ever. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, he, he, nah, he, he's not going to be MJ. He'll be like Drexler. Like, God damn. Boy. Oh, hold on. Okay. Hold on. I don't want to deviate and lose Lonzo, but we got to talk about Clyde Drexler because I saw a recent ESPN ranking where they put up a quote unquote their top 50. Yeah. And Drexler had got moved out, and so I thought Steph it was, Curry, right? Well, I don't remember who was who it was for specifically, but I thought it was weird because I had been just kind of like I happened like going through some stuff, and I saw it, and I was like, wow. And it tripped me out because me and you have this conversation all the time about Drexler, Jordan, Kobe, and Dwayne Wade. Right. And I know a lot of people tend to favor Dwayne Wade over Clyde Drexler. I right. don't. I don't no, because I don't put it like this. I don't ever remember. And, 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 and excuse me if this isn't somebody else's criteria. But when I talk about at that two guard position. Listen, here's the deal. It has to be a point in your career in which people thought you were the best player in the NBA. Yeah. People forget the reason Jordan went at Drexler so hard in that finals was because people were really having a conversation about, yo, who's the best two guard in the NBA, Jordan or Drexler? Who's the best player? Yeah, that was a that real was conversation. A real conversation, kiddo, <laughs> just in case you don't know. That was a that was a real conversation people were having. Now today that seems weird, but that was a in ninety, I think it was ninety two, ninety three. That was a yeah. legitimate conversation. In, people were in having. Jordan's prime, yeah, in Jordan's prime. Yeah. So, but you know what? Combo. You know what conversation no one was ever having. Was who's better, Dwayne Wade or Kobe Bryant? No one ever had that ever. conversation. <laughs> no one ever, ever had that conversation. And, and I like D Wade. Yeah, that's I do too. Guy. I used to pick D Wade on NBA Live. <laughs> I like D Wade. <laughs> that's the barometer. Had, if you pick, the- <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, listen. If you if you on a game, that's how you know you mess with a guy, right? When you, if have you rock with him. Awesome. I got you. I'm with hey, you. I, I always had D Wade as my two guard, and I used to always have Ben Gordon as my point guard. Hey, man, back in the day, though, baby, those NBA live days. Ben baby. Gordon, my goodness. Shout out ben to Ben Gordon. Gordon. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, you used to have that work with him. But, yeah, but, but yeah, bro, listen. The new top 50, um, they, look, I know I'm not going to like it because they're going to start acting like if you don't got a championship, they're going to bump you down. Like, nah, man, I, I'm not with it. I'm not with it, bro. And you know what? And, and, and here's my thing. I know people like lists and they like that. I I don't think that they should have done a, a quote unquote new top fifty. I think they should have probably just added. Errors. I think they should have just yeah either do errors 
or they yeah. should have just added on 25 more players. I, look, I, I say this. The, the comparison argument of the times is the worst argument that we could ever make up. Technology is different. We practice different. We take different, you know what I'm saying? We take different uh, supplements. So, obviously, the more modern athletes can always have the advantage. So, I can't, I don't know how good, right. um, I don't know how good uh, Steph Curry would have been in 1966. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> right. I, I don't know. They didn't have a three-point line. You see what I'm saying? So, you got to take, errors have to be taken into, like, it has to start with error. That needs to be the standard, right? From, and you want to say the 90s era, right? That's cool. The 80s, I'm fine with those conversations. I'm not cool with these greatest of all time conversations because people just like to say the word all time. You know what I'm saying? People love to just say greatest of all time, the best ever. We love that. But those aren't honest conversations. No, I agree with you, man. It's really not. An era conversation is an honest conversation. Right, because my dad would tell you that there's never been a player more creative or better than Dr. J. And how can I argue him on that? On that, Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, when like, these brothers was out here playing a Chuck Taylor. Like, think about that. These brothers were hooping in Chuck Taylor's. <laughs> Bro, if a player plays in Chuck Taylor today, he's going to break his ankle. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's real. That's real. Hey, but let me get back to Lonzo Ball real quick. Real quick, let's, let's just get a phone conversation after that. And it was like, listen, he's somewhere in between, right? And I agree yeah. with you. I think that he's probably – I think he – I wouldn't be surprised if he made a few all-star teams because he's in L.A. Let me say this, though. I think if he does make but an all-star they team – They got a new format, too. So, but no, yeah, I'm with you. Right. With them, we'll with them, we'll with them picking the teams. But I think that yeah. he's a guy – I think he's a guy that he's going to be so popular – and if he's having a yep. good enough year, he's going to be so popular that, like, you know, I think those guys are going to be like, okay, we understand what the, pe- what the people really want to see. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I think it's a good right. format. I think that, you know, if you have captains who are being honest, I think that they'll give the people what they want to see. But, you know. But look, let me say this. Sure. Hey, let me say this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he – hey, I still don't know if he makes it. I'm going to tell you why. Because of how deep the West is. No, I'm but, with you. I mean, I, you could be right, though. I don't know. But but you got to think this way. But, think, but think this way, too, right? This is his first year. He only went one year of college. What is he, 19 years old? Yeah. He has a dec- He has almost a decade before he really enters his prime. Oh, I, hey, listen, I'm not counting him out at all. Right. I, so you got to think. I hope he becomes an all-star. Right. I, I'm just talking about what I'm seeing. I'm just looking at him and the way he gets his shots off, right? He's not. He's not very quick. That's not going to change. Players don't get quicker in the NBA. Right, you know that's, real that's real talk. That's real talk. He's young. He's 19. He's not going to yeah, be yeah. more athletic than he is right now. He's not super athletic. He can finish with both hands. He's long. If he can use that and become a defensive point guard and, and make plays, I think that that's where his true value will lie. But if he's just a quote-unquote playmaker and he doesn't really like play really good D, I think he'll be doing himself and the Lakers a disservice. I'm going to give our YouTube channel a plug. I need for everybody to make sure they subscribe to the YouTube channel, People's Champ Radio, because I'm going to do, uh, I think either Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm going to uh, uh, I'm gonna have a, a, a brand new thing where I'm breaking down the rookies in the NBA. I'm going to break down the rookies and what I'm seeing thus far. So log on. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel to catch that. You don't want to miss that because I don't want to get into it now because it gets, it gets a little in-depth, but... I'm going to break down the rookies and uh, yeah, man, because the rookies have been real impressive for me thus far. I like what I'm seeing. I like what I'm seeing from the NBA. But let me move forward 
on the NBA. Like, hold on, hold go on, ahead, go ahead, go on. ahead. Let's back up real quick because I think this is important to note. Markel Fultz is having the yips with these free throws. Well, he okay, hold on, hold on. Let me stop you. He's not. Yeah. This shit with Markel Fultz is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. Listen, go back and <laughs> no real talk. Go back and look at his free throw shooting before. It was fine, bro. His free yeah. throw stroke in college, it was nothing wrong with it. Was it the That's what I'm saying. It, 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 listen, what he's doing to himself is 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 he's gonna fuck around and make himself a bad overall player, and I'll tell you why. Absolutely. Because he's gonna change his shooting mode. Well, not even his shooting, so, not even that. Not even that. I'm gonna I'm I'm not even going there. Here's where I'm going. Here's what happens, right? That free throw line is a, it's a, for lack of a better phrase, it's a motherfucker. And I'll tell you why. Right. It, when you can't shoot free throws, <laughs> it's a motherfucker, bro. And here's what's going to happen, right? right? He's going to start modifying. If he keeps missing and he's struggling from the free throw line and every all these eyes yeah. are going to be on him and people making memes and all this shit, he's going to yep. start, he, it's, it's going to affect his aggression because now you don't want to get fouled and have to take your ass to that free throw line. So that's it, what I'm saying. It truly affects your entire game, and I don't well, know. Boy, that affected LeBron for the longest. It did. It really did. He, was, it really he didn't did. want to get to the cup. He was like, "Nope, I ain't get to the yeah, cup." Yeah, because you don't want to go to that free throw line. Hey, he's a 68 percent free throw shooter. LeBron James is. So listen, I brought up Martel folks to say this is that the, the kid has the goods. He really does. This is, yeah, he really does. This is very interesting to watch. I'm going to keep my eye on this young man. These free throws. This is weird. I've never seen this happen before. Well, think about so it. This, we, is, well, this is a unique situation, man. Well, Cash, listen. It it ruined. It literally ruined the career of Nick Anderson. It destroyed Nick Absolutely. Anderson's career. Missing those free throws against Houston in the yep. championship in, what was that, 94, 95? Yep, ruined his psyche for the rest of his career. Yeah, people don't understand. Nick Anderson was was on the verge of being an all-star in the NBA, and it destroyed yep. his career because he, he was just never yep. the same. So, he I mean, it, was, it, 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 it really affects your entire game, you know what I mean? And so I, I hope he gets that together. That is the dumbest shit going on right now in sports. Though. I'll be 100% honest. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's thought, annoying. Hey, I thought I'd bring that to your attention. You're the oh, Hall of Famer here, man. It, you it, know, and what you stuff. did was you just irritated the hell out of me because, <laughs> no, because somebody over there in, 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 in Philly, <laughs> no real talk, somebody in Philly, Needs to be needs to be hollering at him like, yo, what the hell's going on? Nah, man? seriously, I don't know who's you know head of basketball personnel over there, you know player personnel. Y'all fucking this young man's career. Up. Yeah, y'all got to go For holler real. at the dude, man. Go holler at folks, man. That that's ridiculous. What's going on? Right Have now. you seen what he's been doing? He's moving his head to the side bro, a little bit. Thing, bro, uh, he's doing. Listen, uh, he's doing God. way too much, fam. He's what he's doing is way too. Listen, let me say this. And I'm going to give somebody a shout out. You know, uh, me and Cash both grew up in Houston. And when I was younger, I would play uh, pickup games at a church where Calvin Murphy, uh, NBA Hall of Famer, would be at. I now, met Calvin Murphy. For people who don't know Calvin Murphy, he's one of the greatest free throw shooters in the history of the NBA. Ever. Yep. Um, and he personally told me, because I was just working on my game, just working out, da, 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 and, and what I do, what I used to do was when I was tired, like like good, like good, any good player should do when you're tired is when you shoot free throws, because that's when they count, Absolutely. that's how you are in the game. So I'm shooting free throws. And he came over to me and, and, and told me, you know what? He was like, hey, I thought he was going to give me pointers like on like my release, on all this stuff. You know what he gave me pointers on? Was my free throw routine. And he was like, yo, why are you, like, bouncing the ball that many times and spinning it and all that? He was like, yo, this he's like, get up here, man, to shoot the basketball. 
And he's like, yo, you, you know, shoot, shoot the damn basketball, man. He's like, hey, you, when you right. shoot it, he's like, when you shoot it regular, you don't do all that. <laughs> he was like, you shoot the ball. You yeah. know like, get up here, get yourself set, and then shoot the ball. That's it. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah. And so when I see folks, I'm like, yo, fam, when you start doing all that extra shit, tilting your head, and it looks, it, 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 I tell you what, it looks weirder because he's a point guard or, or, or guard. So yeah, it looks weirder. He's a guard, like Roberson. Like Robinson with the OKC Thunder. Yeah, That's just, why it was so weird. It's like, bro, you six five. Why the hell you missing free throws yeah, at this man. rate? It's unfortunate. Yep, but, man. Yep, but, man. But let me, uh, just because we're running out of time in the show here, let me go to uh, the Golden State Warriors real quick, and then I want to end I want to end with some World Series talk and a little college football. But let me go to the Golden State Warriors real quick, just because this just happened the other night. Um, Listen, man, I'm tired of Steph Curry with this damn mouthpiece. I'm done with it, bro. Listen, he got ejected from the game because he thought he was fouled. He takes his mouthpiece out. And apparently throws it at the ref. Now, he said he didn't try to throw it. He said he didn't try to throw it at the ref, that he was just like, you know, motioning his hand, like, come on, call a foul. But the problem is, that's the same excuse he's used before, is that he didn't try to throw it. He was just trying to scream at the ref. And so, listen, here's my thing with this mouthpiece thing with him, man. It's, and I like Steph Curry, I really do. But Steph, man, I get it. It's a part of it's a part of Steph Curry's game now because he like he right. chews on it at the free throw line, right? <laughs> no, real talk. It, it, even if even two K's picked up on the bullshit, right? Oh, on, really? Yeah. <laughs> on two K, on two K, when you shoot free throws with Steph Curry, it's been like this for years he's now. His, yeah, he's, he's chewing his mouth guard. Yeah, his mouthpiece is out of his mouth and he's chewing on it. It's just you know. Hey man, somebody get this man some damn bubble gum. Yeah, you know, and it's just like you can't continue to like do whatever you're doing with this mouthpiece and like throw in it, and it was just stupid. It, it, well, you know who Steph Curry is, right? First of all. Per- proverbial, I'm speaking, kids. Don't get literal on me. I know, you know, a lot of you, uh, you geniuses in the comment section, y'all take everything so damn literal. Steph Curry is LeBron James' little brother. And what he is, is he's a little brother that everybody likes. No matter what he does, it's cute and he gets away with it. And so, listen, this won't be a story. This won't be a big deal, right? And it'll go untalked about. It's just weird, though, man, with the, I don't know. I, it, it's just like, I don't know, bro, that 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 mouthpiece stuff. When I saw it, I was like, yo, what the hell are you doing, bro? What the hell? Let me ask right. you this. Let me ask you this. Going, speaking of ejections, what did you think about that Marshawn Lynch ejection? Um, I, I, okay, yeah, let's talk about it real quick. <laughs> I, love, I love Marshawn Lynch, bro. But I think like Steph Curry, Marshawn has been allowed to do a lot of things. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, right, When you come off the bench, like this never happens in the NFL. You don't come off the bench. Because that, that what happened with Peters, that's his cousin, right? Right, right. I don't give a damn. <laughs> you act like Eli, man. Everybody kept saying, hey, man, that's his cousin. I get it. You So they're the only brothers in the NFL related. That's what y'all telling me? They're the only people in the NFL related. Stop. The play wasn't a big deal. Um, they, NFL players get into little mini scuffles all the time. All had it the been time. a flat, had it been a flat out brawl, I could have saw him and been like, "Whoa, this has gone too far." Right now, what he was doing was he was trying to play. Uh, he was playing a neutral ground. He wasn't going out there to attack anybody. Let's be clear. He was literally going out there to get his cousin on some yo yo chill chill just family. 
But Marshawn, you were not on the field. You got your team penalized for that. That was a close game. Had they lost that game, people probably would have been like, hey, man, you know what Marshawn did, contributed, and, you know, stuff like that. But like, what my thing is this. Marshawn, you're not very productive right now. Show some type of leadership, right? You've been in the NFL long enough. You can't do this kind of stuff, Marshawn. Real talk, like, I'm being 100% real. I'd be watching Marshawn's productivity and his antics from here on out because it's not worth the Raiders, especially in a season like this where everything's up in the air, right? If the Raiders get on a little streak, they can get to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? It's not worth the headache if Marshawn thinks it's okay to come off the bench and quote-unquote defend family members every other game. You can't do it. You're a veteran. By default, you are a leader to some extent. I thought it was corny because I didn't think Marshawn was like a show-me kind of guy. I thought he was a real-deal cat. That what he pulled, that was corny. Yeah, and I like Marshawn, man. I think you said it best because I think we both like Marshawn. And that was just, listen, let me say this. Yeah, it was, it's corny. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in the, in the NFL. Because I, mean, like, I, I looked up, I was like, hold on, is that Marshawn Lynch? Yeah. <laughs> like, what just happened? What are you doing? What are you, doing? So, you know, I mean, yeah, I, because like you said, th- this wasn't something that, it's not like this was something new that happened. This this happens all the time. Yeah, the come on, Marshawn. Listen, what this was not, this was not like one of those Steve Smith skirmishes, right? This was No, 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 <laughs> yeah. Listen, hey, hey listen. <laughs> Listen, I, I'll be the first to tell you, had Peters been going at Steve Smith, I would have been cool with Marshawn breaking it up because something bad's going to happen. Because <laughs> hey, his cousin would have probably had to ice up. <laughs> something bad's going to happen. If Steve Smith is going at your cousin, then I would get it. But like, here's the deal, though, Roy. On the real talk, the bigger picture, you can't undermine the coaching staff like that in front of players. You know what I mean? What you can't do is have a guy running off the bench in like the second, third quarter. <laughs> you know, and, and like a, and you can't do it. That's you know what? You know what wrong, this kind of man. feels like right now with Marshawn Lynch. You remember? And, yeah. and, and, and it's funny because we're going to transition to baseball right about now. Um, but you remember when it was it was funny, hee hee ha ha, in Red Sox land when it was Manny being Manny. Remember that? Absolutely. It was all funny games. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he started getting like popped for like possible PEDs and his production went down. Then all of a sudden Manny wasn't so funny anymore to everybody. Well, hey, now he's a locker room distraction. <laughs> you know, he's a duck. Now he's a distraction. Hey, now he's a distraction in the dugout. He 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 overstayed his welcome. Exactly. And I love I love the symbol of Marshawn Lynch being in Oakland. Marshawn, bro, that's corny. My, you know that's corny. I know it's corny. Knock it off. No, real talk, man. Hey, so getting into baseball real quick. Astros, Dodgers, World Series. Does that excite Senor Cash? Hey, I'm going to leave this baseball stuff up to you. Um, <laughs> so the answer is no, it does not hey, excite. I, I, I don't do, I'm going to tell you why I don't do baseball. All right, let's hear it. Baseball reminds me a lot of NASCAR. They mm. try to pull. Okay. Baseball, well, because they keep giving me this America's pastime. And, you know, baseball, you know, um, baseball, it's akin to country music to me. Um, it's one of those, when you look around, you ask yourself, 
Like, who really out here, like, messing with baseball, like, in terms of, like, talking about the players and what's going on. And I think we could all agree that, like, going to a baseball game is an experience, right? But are people really watching baseball? Like, I, me, me personally, I don't know anyone who's, like, really watching baseball like that, right? So I'm not going to pretend to talk about, you know, who's exciting in the pitcher. And, hey, man, I, I feel like baseball doesn't really welcome me. So that, so what I say to baseball is have a nice day. Let me say this. Let me say this, right? Um, and I'll admit it. Two of my guilty pleasures, two of my guilty pleasures in sports, one is WNBA basketball, and two. Which, which, hey, which oh, by the way, <laughs> no, all seriousness. Oh, I, I got a lot of respect for you uh, because you are real, you love basketball. Hall of Famer Roy Mack, man, People's Champ Radio. Uh, y'all talking, I'm talking to a Hall of Famer right now. You know what I'm saying? I hear this uh, coming. Roy's I hear it bas- coming already. Roy, no, real talk. Roy's a basketball connoisseur, right? But with all due respect, if y'all know Roy personally, he's a sick guy. <laughs> and, and, and I say this because this guy has two daughters right now. Kobe Bryant has two daughters. And somehow I feel like Roy thinks that Kobe's also watching the WNBA, and that's why he partakes in it as well. But go ahead, man. Well, to be just to be – to be factual, because we don't want to have fake news. Kobe actually has yep. three. Kobe actually has three daughters now, oh, and so another one. Okay. and so very soon I'll I'll be hoping yeah. for another daughter. But anyway, but anyway, two of my guilty pleasures are WNBA basketball and playoff baseball. I specify playoff baseball because, like you, right. I don't I I'll stay up to date on what's going on in regular season baseball. But I'm here for playoff baseball. I really am. Listen, I like playoff baseball. Um, it seems like everything matters. Well, it, obviously it's the playoffs, but it's just way more intense. I mean, you have so many games in baseball. People complain about the NBA schedule with 82 games in which, you listen, you, you only play the, uh, the other team from the other conference twice. You know what I mean? Then you play some, some of your, 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 your divisional games. But anyway, they have over 160 games in baseball, bro. Um, yeah. Sometimes they play twice in one day. It's just you know, it's so many games. I can't you know. But I'm 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 gonna pop in on the World Series, and I'm gonna probably watch every game, and I'll tell you why. One, I got to root for where I grew up at in H Town. Shout out to the well, Astros. Shout out to the Astros. So yeah, I got to rock with the, the Astros. Astros. So in this World Series, either Magic Johnson is gonna be a part of the winning team with the LA Dodgers or yep. or my hometown is going to win the World Series. So either way, I'm happy for either team that wins cuz Magic Johnson, listen. Any yeah. any player that's in the professional sports right now, I'm talking elite players. You should be watching what Magic Johnson's doing. You should try to seek counsel because everything he's touched post NBA has been golden. I mean, you know. It's been unbelievable. So, Starting with those movie theaters, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to Magic Johnson. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. But let's go to college football real quick, man. Um, Does anybody beat Bama this year? That's the only question I have about college football. Does Can anybody beat Alabama this year? Uh, Yeah. I mean, because I believe when you got a young quarterback like Jalen Hurts, Right, who, he's a sophomore now, though. He played a national played in the national championship last year. Yeah, I know, but what I guess I mean young as you know, relatively, right? They are young. What I mean is that he doesn't throw the ball particularly well, 
And I think that when you have a guy who can essentially stretch the defense and your big plays are going to be runs, I believe the other team has a legitimate shot. Because what happens is you can run the ball. And let's say they play against a team that's really good against a run, like they're going to play Georgia, right? When you play against a team that can stop the run and that clock keeps running, let's say Alabama gets up, I don't know, 10-3 or something. It's still a ball game. You could end up beating the Alabama team by a field goal or something like that because they're running the clock out, which is kind of helping you simultaneously, right? But also, you're one big play away on that defense from winning. So I, I believe that that will always make other teams um, who are good enough, obviously, right, have a legitimate shot at beating Bama, like the Penn State, the Clemsons of the world. So, yeah, I, I do. I believe I believe they're vulnerable because they can't really – and listen, I know people say, well, they really never have a bunch of passes. But this guy is very deficient at passing. He's probably been – he's one of the most deficient passing quarterbacks I've seen at Bama. So, we'll see. But he's by far – obviously, he's by far their best running quarterback they've had in the Nick Saban era. Definitely. So, Definitely. He, he does make up for it. I, I just don't know. I Listen, could they lose? Obviously, yes. Um, will they lose – I have a hard time seeing where, man. I really do. Um, I'm not going to bet against them. I'm right, not exactly. Bet against them. What are we? What I mean, are they're we? the Patriots. They're the Patriots of college, which is bizarre to say. Right, there shouldn't be a there shouldn't be an NFL team that dominant. But yeah, man. Are we about uh, what are we like a week away from the uh, the first um, standings coming out for the college football playoffs? Uh, I think about I'm, a week away. I think about a week I'm away from what I saw. Sure when they drop, though. Um, okay. Listen, I think, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know if the Big 12 gets a team in there. I think right now TCU is like number four in the country, I believe. I don't know. Hey, if I, the, hey, I, hope, I hope we don't, boy. That's embarrassing. Yeah, I don't, don't know do if the it. Big 12 gets a team in there. Um, but that's the thing, right? So, like, let's just go around to the major conferences. Anybody in the Pac-10 that you like, or the Pac, what is it, the Pac-12 now? Any, anybody there that you like out west? No. Thank you. No. Anybody anybody in the Big Twelve no. anybody in the Big Twelve you like? No. So, so okay, so we got so we got the Big Twelve anybody in the ACC you like? The ACC? In the Clemson. AC? I like I like I like Clemson. But uh, the problem is they've already lost. Hey, but they can still get the playoffs though. I don't think they will. That's the issue because they lost to a Sy- they lost to Syracuse and I don't think that they'll get in now. I really don't. I don't think that, I don't think that they can get in because they would have to leapfrog, possibly leap. I mean, obviously, if some things break their way, they can get in. I still think. Right. Listen, I still believe Clemson is the second best team in the country. Right. Um, but you know, that's the flaw in the in the NCAA system is that they may be in a position where they don't get opportunity to play in that playoff. Because, like, I mean, like you said, outside of Clemson, who else do you like in the ACC? Miami's still young. Right. They're still kind of up and coming. Nobody else you really like. So then you go to the SEC. I don't think any of the SEC teams are there. Listen, I'm really down on college football as a whole this year. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I don't, think that there are a lot, I don't think there are a lot of good teams in college football this year. I agree. I can agree with that. Yeah, I don't think – I'm looking around. I'm saying, okay, who are these, you know, good teams? I think it's some teams that um, can surprise some people. Like, like take a Texas, for example, right? Let's look at Texas. I did it. People yeah. are people are trying to sell me that Texas has good losses. I I've never subscribed to that because I don't know what the hell that means. Yeah, this college, this ain't the NFL. You you don't get to get, have good losses in college. Yeah, because what I hey, but at, let's uh yeah hey in, in, in the in the interest of sounding like you know what the hell's going on in college football, 
Let's go to the Big Ten because they're the most interesting conference right now. They have Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State. Uh, but you know, see, all these but see, okay, so let me say this. I think they're, obviously I they're all undefeated. Right, right but, but obviously all of them are going to beat up on each other eventually. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know and, that, but I'm just thinking and, like one, whoever comes out on top might be the squad. And maybe, but uh, but again, that would be my issue with the playoff system is that all those teams are probably worthy to be in a playoff, but only right. only one of them is going to be able to get there. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, oh, it's, yeah. and it's possible that Bama won't be challenged the, the rest of the year in the SEC. Well, they will be, though, because they got to go up against the undefeated Georgia. That's going to be their biggest challenge. So you think, Georgia's, uh, you think Georgia has a real shot? Georgia has a uh, a nice one well, right now, run defense wise. Uh, they're ranked pretty high, and they have a good running game. So listen, because let me say this: I don't we'll think I don't even like. think Bama's that good. That's what's crazy. I don't think Bama. This isn't. I don't. I think Bama's team last year was better than this year's team. So um, you think that this is just a down year? I really do. I really do. I mean, yeah. I mean, listen. Lamar Jackson's still exciting, but that team is just not good enough. You know what I mean? Right. That would really be um, the the injection of fun that they needed would be if if Lamar Jackson was on a team that was good, but he's not on a team that – well, I take that back. His team's not terrible, but they're just not good enough to compete with the elite teams. You know what I mean? And so right. – you know, you can watch Lamar Jackson play in a, in a he'll play in a good bowl game this year, and that'll be fun. But I mean, you know, they tried to sell me the quarterback at USC, and you know, I guess I mean, you know. And I'm about to say this: I think when you start asking yourself how down or how up the NCAA is, you got to start looking at individual talent, right? Look at the guys who are going to be the first round draft picks in this draft, and. Right now, man, I don't really see a lot of guys jumping off the screen. You know what I'm My saying? My point exactly, yeah, exactly. So, that, that, I mean, that lets you know that this this might be a down. Now, listen, now NCAA, uh, you know, dorm room freshmen would disagree with you, right? Because I'm pretty sure the parties is popping. Um, but as far as competition on the field, yeah, this might be one of those transition years where, they, you know, they gotta wait for that next class to really come up, or maybe they lost too many in the draft. Right. You got it happen. Or maybe they're just oh, waiting yeah. for kids to kind of grow up. You know, they'll get some new freshmen Absolutely. and kids to grow up another year. So we'll see. But hey, man, we get ready to get up out of here. Hey, let, but before we get out of here, give the people what's your favorite sports game all time? Any system, any game system, favorite sports game ever? That's an incredible question. I'm an incredible uh, host. It, yeah, that's an incredible question. <laughs> so. So, yeah, hey, you are, though, man. Hall of Fame host, man. Uh, <laughs> I think I'll be a Hall of Fame host, man. Uh, we got to get syndicated now, man. You're in the Hall of Fame, dog. You got hey, to stop listen, man. You need to I get told you. Listen, let me say it one more time. You need to get syndicated, let me, let me tell, man. I'm going to let you think. I'm going to tell the people one more time while I say it. You go ahead and think. Listen. Hey, I know. Hey, no, I already know the game. But hold on. Let me say this, though. The people, listen. Yep. Get on the People's Champ radio train now. Cause tell them why. Tell them why, Cash. Well, 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 it ain't gonna be no more free. Hey, can't go be no more free, Randy. I'm trying to tell y'all, man. Listen, get on this train right now. People's Champ Radio, Roy Mack and Cash. All right, man. What's your favorite game all time? Any system? My favorite game of all time. Sports is game. Madden. Sports game. Sports game. Yeah, sports yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite video game of all time is when John Madden. And they had the Rich Eisen radio show on that joint. 
Mm. I forget what it is. No, no. Um, Rich Eisen. Eisen? Yeah, at the radio show. Yes, sir. Are you sure it was Eisen? I think it was somebody else. Nope. Mm. Rich Eisen. Are yep. you sure? It was a Madden? Absolutely. I don't know. I remember it was a guy named like Tony something, right? That's the guy Radio. I remember. I remember a guy, like a weird guy that was talking, and it was like when you're like in like we I know what you mean when like when you were in franchise mode and he would be like interviewing yeah. guys. Yeah, I know yeah. Exactly, I know the man you're talking about. Because I remember him specifically interviewing um like Edger and James yeah. over there. Yeah. That's yeah. Rich Eisen, bro. Is that Rich Eisen? I don't remember I don't know I don't remember who that was. Somebody will tell us in the comment section. Yeah, but yeah, man. that that was a good Madden. That was a good Madden. Because um, on there they had the project player. I remember exactly. specifically Michael Vick. Michael Vick was always a project player because, like, they were like, yo, if you're a quarterback and your accuracy is only but so much, but your overall is this, then you become a project. And I was like, yo, the whole concept of the game was beautiful. I understood the ratings a lot better. Like, I understood why they had guys rated the way they had them. The, the game played incredibly smooth. It felt like Madden was really honing Madden, I said EA Sports was really honing in on – People who really watch football, that's what that game was for. And then it became, you know, the fantasy, uh, you know, sports guy playing Madden after that. So, cold world. Yeah, no, that, that was, I know exactly what you're talking about. That was a good, that was a good Madden year. That was fun. I would say my favorite sports game would be, now, I need everybody to listen carefully. It would be NBA 2K2 on Sega Dreamcast. Yeah, on Sega Dreamcast. That was your that was your itch. That was a beautiful listen, that was a beautiful game on Dreamcast. Now, let me say this. I'm talking strictly gameplay. It didn't have all the in-depth things in the franchise mode. It, it wasn't as good as the games are now with everything being in-depth. But the actual just gameplay, getting on the sticks and playing the game, NBA 2K2 on Dreamcast. That was the first. I was like, man, the characters were super large on the screen. Everything looked good. Everything was smooth. Oh, it was it, it was the bomb. Sega Dreamcast, NBA 2K2, man. I'm telling you. Rest in peace to the Dreamcast. So I'm doing my research. Yeah, shout out to Dreamcast. They were so ahead of their time. Um, rest in peace, Sega. What he's not. Boy, I didn't do a research. Yeah, I didn't do my research on Sega. Unreal. Yeah, real talk. But hey, apparently shout this out to that Deion Sanders football game. What was oh, it? Yeah. <laughs> I think it said it's Madden 2006. Okay, okay. Yeah. That sounds about right. So, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. Yeah, great game, man. Well, listen, man. Listen, this is People's Champ Radio. I'm Roy Mack. That's Cash. Every Sunday yeah. afternoon, you can holler at us, man. Hit us up on the YouTube channel. Definitely subscribe, comment, hit the bell icon so you can get notified when we drop that latest-ish and also, man, make sure you like uh, you you get with us on iTunes, on the Podcast Center, People's Chant Radio, iHeartRadio. We coming. Cash, what you got to say to the people, man? Hey, man, listen. Get your Sunday fun day on, man. You only got one life to live. And when the night's over, get yourself an Uber, baby. There it is, man. People's Chant Radio. We'll see y'all next time. We out. <laughs>